Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Double N Ben Variety Show. How you doing today? Good to see you. What's crackalackin'? How's your week been? Have you been having fun? What have you been up to? Have you been watching the soccer? Have you had fun with that? Have you had fun watching a bunch of sweaty men run around kicking a ball in a net that goes for about 80 fucking minutes and maybe one team might score one goal and it'll be the most dramatic scene of your life? Oh god, that 80 minutes, that 80 minutes, I tell ya, so exhilarating, just seeing a bunch of people run around a field trying to kick a ball into a fucking giant net. Look, whatever you're into is what you're into, I'm not giving you shit, I know I might be, even though it is my job, but still, you know, I'm into certain things, you're into certain things, you know, it's what makes the world go round. What else has been happening? Did you get your Spotify wrapped? Did you feel good when Kanye West was your number one artist? I mean, that's what happened with me. I mean, you know, uh, that's been a fun one, hasn't it? Let's talk about uh, good old Ye. Uh, you know, the idea of him working again, I think that uh, I think that idea has been uh, put to rest. I think that idea has been dug six feet under into the ground. I don't think that man is ever going to work again. Uh, he is done. He's not cancelled. Because this is the thing. Like, when you saw people getting, like, cancelled. Like, you know, someone dug up, like, an old tweet that they found, like, from 10 years ago where they called someone a faggot or they used a joke that had the N-word in it. Like, you know, everyone got mad. There was always this blowback. But everyone knew it was temporary. Everyone always looked at it thinking, you know, yeah, everyone's going to be mad, but, you know, deep down we all know they're going to be back and they're going to come back and, and come back and work. You know, everyone's gone through it. Really, getting cancelled is like, it's kind of like a signal. It, it, it's like the universe telling you that, you know, you need to go on a vacation. You know, you need to go to Bali, though I hope you don't go with, you know, your partner because if you start banging them in your bedroom, you could end up behind bars. I don't know, you're going to go somewhere, but really, I think we can all agree that Kanye West is not going to come back. And it's really disappointing, because when I saw that he was going to go on Alex Jones, I was fucking hyped. I was so excited. I thought he was going to go on there, and Alex Jones was going to talk to him about 9-11, UFOs, the Bohemian Grove, the Bilderberg Group, Davos. I thought he was going to talk about Xi Jinping and clean coal. And how, you know, we need to continue fracking. I thought they were going to talk about that shit. But then as soon as Kanye West opened his mouth and started talking about Hitler and the Jews, I just sat there and went, oh no. Because this is the thing. When you have JP Morgan terminating you, like when they kick you out of their institution and you can no longer bank with them, like you've really fucked up. Like you've re like you, you are beyond saving at that point. Okay, JP Morgan is one of the reasons the world plunged into an economic crisis in 2008, right? These people are like, I'm pretty sure they are in the top three biggest investors when it comes to fossil fuels. Like, they clearly worked with the US government, like the US government have, have like bailed them out during when COVID first hit, you know, and they were supposed to follow the 2018 Paris Climate Accord, uh, you know, making sure they kept down their uh, fossil fuel investments, but they didn't follow that at all. They completely, they, they, they did not follow the policy. Uh, they've had tons of, they've had members on the board being done for sexual misconduct and, 
you know, a lot of uh, allegations of uh, sexual assault and harassment. Those board members are fine. They got a big payout, but Kanye West got fucking terminated, right? And as soon as he started bagging on Jewish people, I just looked at him and immediately thought, that fucking guy is never going to work in Hollywood again. If you're going after Ari Emanuel, the biggest agent in Hollywood, if you're going after him and you're calling him out for being Jewish, you're done. You're fucking done. You're not only going to get blacklisted, I'm pretty sure that Ari Emanuel's probably going to hire mercenaries. He's probably going to hire private security guards around Hollywood because whenever Kanye West drives, in, drives into Hollywood with his Bugatti, there's going to be a bunch of mercenaries with guns shooting at his car, making sure he can never enter Los Angeles again. That is how fucked he is. All right? He's never going to be able to step foot in Los Angeles ever again. He's never going to be able to work in Hollywood. He's completely fucked. He's done. All right? This idea that he's saying a bunch of shit for, um, you know, to get attention from the media, that has blown up in his face so severely. So severely. I'm pretty sure his fucking subreddit turned into a, a Holocaust Memorial subreddit. It was meant to be a Kanye West fan subreddit. Now it's turned into a Holocaust Memorial subreddit. That is how fucking crazy this situation has gotten, right? Now, obviously we all know that Kanye West is never going to be able to work again. He's probably going to lose custody over his kids. He's lost his billionaire status. The guy is fucked. I don't know. He's never going to... No stadium is going to give him the time of day. So you're never going to see him do these big concerts ever again. So he's done, right? And since he's been done, there's been a lot of uh, conversation. There's been a lot of questions popping up as to whether or not he should. Uh, his music, his music deserves to be streamed on streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, right? A lot of people are asking those questions. In fact, apparently there was a petition. A petition came out, and people were asking the question. You know. Should his music be available to the public? Uh, petition to ban Kanye West from streaming platforms reaches 50,000 50, signatures. Excuse me. Uh, we cannot let him continue to influence our youth and our society as a whole. Well, isn't that sweet? I love how, you know, everyone just wants to think of the children. Though, I'm sure those children have already discovered what an OnlyFans is by this point. Um, okay. The Change.org page was set up by Nathan Gorgon. I don't know what, how you pronounce that last fucking name. Who wrote, Kanye West has recently made statements praising Hitler and denying the Holocaust after over a month of harmful anti-Semitic statements. Our society has no place, no place for people who spread that kind of hate to be making millions off of their work. I call on Apple Music. Spotify, Amazon Music, and other streaming platforms to immediately remove all of Kanye West's solo albums and singles from their platforms. By doing this, I hope that we can limit Kanye's influence on society by eliminating his ability to make money off of people streaming his music. His statements are virtually irredeemable, and the time has finally come for him to receive a major punishment. We cannot let him continue to influence our youth and our society as a whole. Please consider signing this petition. 
and it has 50,000 signatures. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I don't really, like, you can hate on the guy. You can call him whatever you want. You know, uh, he's obviously not well. Uh, I think there's been a bunch of political grifters in the uh in the political, like in the American political landscape that have taken advantage of him for their own bottom line. Uh, I think Kanye West is completely fucked, right? He's done, like he's not cancelled, he's done. He's never going to work again. But there's, every time there's a, a an artist, like say if it's an actor or if it's a, uh, you know, a, a musician or whoever, the question always comes up as to, you know, should that, per, should that person's art be available to the rest of society. And I've always said, and I'll say this again, that yes, it should be available. 100%. And I made this point many times, but fuck it, I'm going to make it again. His albums, like, you know, College Dropout, 808s and Heartbreak, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, College Dropout, those albums do not reflect, you know, the person who he is today. Okay. His music is fantastic. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Kanye West has always had PR problems. You know, imagine being his PR agent. You'd fucking kill yourself after two months. He's always been an issue. He, you know, the media has never been favorable of him. He's always entangled in beefs and he's always talking shit. And he's, you know, he's he's done, he's done a few controversial things. But obviously everyone th- believes that this is the straw that broke the camel's back. But... Really, at the end of the day, like, do you have to take his music away? His music's still incredible. Everyone still sings along to it. Still, still like every I, the other day, I was so, I was out and he's um strong and he's that song from um fucking graduation was playing stronger and everyone was singing along to it because it's a fucking good song. It's a good song. It's good art. You know, and if you're going to start banning his music off of Spotify and all these other streaming platforms, then are you going to stop watching Harvey Weinstein produced films? Are you going to stop listening to Michael Jackson? I mean, this is the thing where it's like, you know, this is what drives me fucking crazy about all these petitions that come out being like, we need to, you know, deplatform this person. We cannot be taught. We need to be ill. We cannot tolerate any hatred towards any groups. Or for any backgrounds or race or sex, there is no tolerance for that in society. Like, it's the most frustrating shit in the world because really at the end of the day, we all, like, we're all participating in something that does not not reflect well with good morals. Do you know what I mean? Like, I bet if you're listening to this podcast, you, you probably bank with Commonwealth Bank or Westpac or one of those four major banks. Like, do we need to go into how fucking bad those banks are? Like, those four major banks have been done by the Royal Commission. Now, given they got off very fucking lightly because the Liberals worked with the banks to make sure that, you know, the banks didn't get a harsh punishment. But these banks stole from hundreds and thousands of Australians. Do we tolerate that in our fucking society? Apparently. Who the fuck is texting me? No, God, I'm sick of getting all these fucking, you know, you get all these messages being like, your Amazon package is soon to come, but you clearly know it's not from Amazon because you didn't fucking order anything. It's just like, God, is the job crisis that fucking bad where, you know, kids in uni got to start sending all these fake messages that mean absolute horseshit? Oh, God. Anyway, this is the thing. 
You know, and I, I bet this guy made, you know, made this petition on a fucking iPhone. Do you know where iPhones are made? They're made in uh, uh, the Fox factories, where the workers fucking kill themselves to the point where the company needs to put nets through the building. So when people jump off, they can catch them. That's how bad the suicide rates are. And the suicide rates are bad because the working conditions are so fucking horrible just to make your fucking iPhone where you can make this nice little petition because you won't tolerate any hate. It's like... Really, at the end of the day, no one's perfect. We all participate in shit, which is, does not reflect good morals, okay? Yes, we're all still going to listen to a guy who has said some insane shit. What he's saying is fucking ludicrous, and it it does not ring true at all. I bet Tucker Carlson is sitting there right now being like, yeah, well, you know, Hitler was bad, and I don't know why I need to keep reminding people because he killed all these Jewish people, but I bet in his head he's like, fucking hell, Kanye, don't say the quiet part loud. You know, I. at the end of the day, yes, you should still keep listening to his music. His music is phenomenal. We're probably never going to get any new music from him because no one's ever going to want to work with him again. But at the end of the day, it's like, look, I bet if we really looked into it, we could all find shit that does not that we participate in that does not reflect good morals. You're probably with one of the major banks. You 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 super. You're probably with the superannuation company that invests in fossil fuels, which is killing the fucking planet. Does that reflect good morals? It's like this idea of like you know we need to do what's morally right. No one does what's more like. Oh god, this fucking culture that we've like created, like these fucking kids my age that come out like we need to reflect good morals. It's like. Really, like, power and money can really influence morals, okay? Let me tell you this. When someone gets a lot, a lot, a lot, like, when they're, when they're swimming in fucking money, morals does not come into the question, okay? Seeing JP Morgan trying to take a moral stance is fucking hilarious to me. It is ridiculous. Let's look at JP Morgan. JP Morgan... Yeah, there's a huge pay ratio between the CEO and the workers, you know? The CEO, the CEOs get compensated very differently. They've, you know, they're a super pack for all these politicians, and these politicians bail them out when a crisis hits. You know, they had slaves. They, you know, they, back in 2005, J.P. Morgan Chase acknowledged that its two predecessor banks had received ownership of thousands of slaves as collateral prior to the Civil War. You know, so they fucking, they had slaves back in the day when slavery was legal. Like, these are not people who should be morally projecting on, you know, Kanye West. These are fucking horrible people. You know, they steal from their fucking customers and they get away with it like it's nothing. They crash the entire economy just to get a little bump in their profits and their and their margins, and with that, they collapse the entire global economy. They sell shitty loans to people who can't afford them. They're not... A, they, the, dude, this is what I've said about a lot of, like, activist movements. Like, when you have a bank backing you, you're doing it wrong. And to look at JP Morgan as, like, the heroes and saviors of this situation, you know, they, 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 they're not going to tolerate any hatred. They don't give a fuck about morals. They're a bank. They're a bank for fuck's sake. So, you know, yes, I think you should keep listening to Kanye West music. I think it's silly. 
you know, if you don't want to listen to Kanye West music, then sure, don't listen to it. But to ban it from people, it's really, it's it's really silly, and it's almost like you don't even know what you're asking for. Because if you're going to start doing that, well, there's a lot of fucking other art that you should start taking off of streaming platforms. Everyone still watches fucking Disney. Walt Disney was an infamous anti-Semite. He was an he was infamously hateful towards Jewish people. The guy was a fucking psychopath. He ran Walt. He ran the. He ran Disney with goddamn iron fist. You know, so no one's perfect. No one's, you know, let Kanye West, you know, dig his own grave. Let him still stream his music because it's good fucking music. It's good music to listen to. You don't have to listen to it, but to take it off because you personally don't like it, I think is silly. Oh my God. Have you been watching Love Island? God, what a riot that show is. How much fun is that show? Is it better than Married at First Sight? No. It's no way. No way it is. Let's look at the cast. I've been watching a bit of uh, Love Island recently. I don't know what the fuck it is about love and reality television that gets me. But somehow that fucking, that style of reality TV grabs me by the balls and my eyes are glued to the goddamn screen. I love it. Oh, I love it. Where's the cast? I want to see the cast. Because the cast are fucking the most, ins- like, they're, they're just something else. Meet the Islanders of Love Island, Australia, 2022. Claudia Bonifazio. I uh, can't say her last name. I apologize. I am a fucking dumb, white, Australian, uncultured piece of shit who likes to sink beers. I am betting. What the fuck is this? Shut up. I don't want to listen to that. Anyway. Oh, it's some fucking ad for chocolate. Okay, cool. Thanks for selling us diabetes, Love Island. I appreciate it. Um, Claudia. This is Claudia. She's a medical secretary and she's 23 years old. Claudia is your ultimate pocket rocket and is simply stunning. I don't think those are real on your chest. Anyway, uh, she is no nonsense and takes no rubbish and will quite happily cut someone off, including girlfriends, if they treat her badly. Ooh, she's a badass boss woman. She's not going to take any sass. Um, drama, she says, follows her everywhere. Oh, I bet it does. You sure you don't create it when you you know tell the guy when he's banging you to take off the condom because it feels better? I get it. It's a different sensation, but that's going to create drama and you're going to have to cut a few people off. What's it going to be, Claudia? Anyway, she works as a medical secretary, but on the side also acts. What does she act in, pornos? Uh, <laughs> she, would all, she would love to do more acting and with her strong bubbly personality, she has serious star quality. Yeah, I bet. I bet. You know, if you want to be a star where your fame's going to last five minutes, you definitely pick the right show. Love Island. Love Island. What a fucking show. Holly Oaks Ferguson. This one's fucking annoying. I've been watching the show and Holly just, I don't know, she pisses me off. I don't know if it's because, she, listen, it's probably be- it's because she's British and she keeps going on about, oh, look, love, I'm not fucking big stunny, you know what I mean? Like, all fucking boys are going to want me. And it's just like, Every time I hear a fucking Cockney British accent with that whole, you know. You know what? For a British person, I'd give her teeth about a 
8.5 out of 10. Holy shit. This segment is going to get me in so much fucking trouble because here I am judging. You know, I bet there's someone... This There's probably a vocal minority right now. Probably the same people who made that fucking petition being like, he's sitting there judging women for their looks. It is extremely sexist. And it's like, listen, I've been watching this show. I have gotten to know these people. These people are my friends, okay? I can make comments. I'm invested in this. I have a right to give feedback on the show, Okay. Would you please give me a fucking break? Anyway, let's get back on with it. She's a customer service representative in the lottery industry. How does that fucking work? What, you get a bunch of retirees, a bunch of geriatrics being like, I didn't get the right number and you, you know, you, you scared me out of a million dollars. Like, God, how does that work? She's in Brisbane, Queensland. Okay, that fucking job title right there is absolute bullshit. You know how I know it's bullshit? Because she's British, and she's here on like a working visa or one of those visas. And if she wants to stay in the country, she's got to go pick out bananas in Brisbane. And to not seem so embarrassing, she had to come up with like some other job title. Because can you imagine if you're on Love Island, and they tell and she tells people what her job is, and they're like, so what do you do for work? And she's like, well, actually... I'm out on the fields, like, picking up bananas. Like, she's not going to do that. She wants to be sophisticated. So what's sophistication mean? Well, sophistication means you're going to be a customer service representative in the lottery industry. God. I mean, yeah, we all know that's bullshit. I can, re I can smell that that's bullshit from a fucking mile away. When Holly walks in the room, it's impossible not to notice her. Loud, confident, funny, and with an opinion. She will turn heads in the villa. Well, she hasn't really been getting any action. You know, I know she's been complaining a lot. So I don't know if that uh, bio's really um, spitting facts here. Do you know what I mean? She loves being the center of attention. And some of her fellow Islanders might like that. And some may not. She says she is a guy's girl and has lots of male friends. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not a red flag. Imagine trying to get into a relationship with her. I just like a lot of guys behind me. What can I say? Um, Holly moved with her family to the Sunshine Coast in Australia from the United Kingdom when she was 11. Then why are you working on a banana farm in Brisbane? Um, <laughs> am I fucking wrong here? Come on. If you're a Brit and you're in Brisbane, you're not there for the beach. You're there to pick out some bananas so, you know, I can buy them from Woolies and shove them down my gob. All right? And no, that's not sexual innuendo, you fucking dirty freaks. Anyway, um... Alright, I gotta stop ripping on the women. Hang on, this is the last chick. I swear to God, this is the one that drives me fucking crazy. Alright, Jessica Losserdor is a risk analyst and she's from Sydney, New South Wales. Well, if you're a risk analyst, did you analyze the risk of that tattoo that you put on your fucking body? Because that one sucks, let me tell you that. Um, hilariously funny with an, with an infectious laugh. Jessica says... It how it is and is not afraid to speak her mind. She's a proud gamer and on weekends is more likely to be in front of the TV playing video games, not in a nightclub. Well, good for you. Good for you. You're out there playing Fortnite, listening to a bunch of 12-year-olds 12 year, 12 year talk about how they're going to bang your mum. You know, but it's good because you're not out there, out in the nightclubs, you know, getting freaky, popping pills, drinking a few scary jars at Scary Canary. It's good. You're avoiding trouble. Based in Western Sydney, where she lives with her family, Jessica is of Italian and Philippines heritage. All right, well, you're from the Western suburbs, so I'll give you a bit of a break. But I swear to God, this fucking chick is clutching onto straws at any fucking possible chance she can. Like, there's this dude that came on the show. 
He looks like KSI. It's like he watched a couple of KSI videos and saw him box and was like, yeah, I, I want to look like that. So he just completely did a makeover on himself. But she meets that guy and he's like, yeah, I watch anime sometimes. And she's like, oh my God, I love anime. And like, she's like, we have so much in common. And every time they talk, she always goes up to him. She's like, I love anime. I just love anime so much. We just have so much in common. It's like, that's one fucking thing you have in common. I don't think your relationship is exactly going to function very well if all you have to save you is fucking anime. That's the foundation of your relationship. A bunch of cartoon characters hitting each other with swords. I don't... I, hey, if I were a pet man, I'd put my money on it saying you're going to have a good, happy, uh, healthy relationship. And if you're ever in trouble or it ever turns toxic or you catch him DMing a couple of girls when... You know what you can bring up? You can both you can bring up that you're both in anime. I'm sure that's gonna work out real fine. Alright, I gotta stop ripping on the fucking chicks. I gotta I gotta mix this one up. We gotta make it equal here. Alright, the fellas, Andre, uh, is his name Andre? Andre. I fuck he's the most forgettable fucking dude I've ever met in my life. Austin, forgettable as well. He's just got a ponytail. Callum is just I he's in the fucking closet. He's a pool boy. Come on, dude. There's like he's he, he has to be a homosexual. He's in the fucking closet and he's trying to prove to his parents that he's straight. So he does that by going on Love Island. There is no way. This dude is in the closet and he loves it and it's okay. Like, come on, man. Give me a fucking break. Connor, this guy is a psycho and you know how I know he's a psycho? He's a real estate agent. Let's look at this. Born and bred. Born and bred. You know if someone ever introduces themselves with a born and bred, you know they're a fucking douche. But anyway, born and bred in Sydney. Did people who say born and bred are usually from the country. You're from Sydney. What the fuck are you talking about? At the age of 19, he got a job in a family real estate business and he hasn't looked back. Oh, okay, so you, you got set up in your career through nepotism. Okay. I bet you also vote liberal too. Uh... He is a top real estate agent in Sydney's eastern and south coastal regions, including the hot spot of Coogee. Oh, yeah. Um, an alpha male. Okay, can I just say something? If you have a bunch of tattoos and, you know, you got a short haircut, you know, you, you don't have the short back and sides, you've just got it short enough where you don't look bold, but it is enough hair there to be like, he's not balding just yet, but give him till he's 50. I mean, anyone who's calling themselves an alpha male right off the bat and you're saying you're born and bred in Sydney, it's like you just... Uh, you got to really consider your, your your life choices here. Do you know what I mean? you really got to start looking at yourself being like, how have I contributed to, to society with absolutely fuck nothing? Anyway, Connor is ambitious, knows what he wants, and isn't afraid of expressing his opinion. He will definitely ruffle some feathers in the villa with the both boys and the girls. Ooh. Connor believes he has never been in love before and wants to do something completely unique like, like Love Island Australia to try and find it. Well, I don't buy that for a fucking second because this dude is the most needy fucking guy I've ever seen on reality TV. Legit. He's so jealous every time his girl talks to another guy. Alright, now don't get me wrong, his girlfriend is desperate for fucking anything, but... To say that he's never been in love, I look at him and I'm like, that dude got his heart broken real fucking young and he hasn't recovered from it. What happened? Did your girl get on OnlyFans? Did you catch your... Was she a secretary and her boss was banging her in the janitor closet? What happened? What happened, Connor? Alright? You're saying you're born and bred in Coogee. You're saying you're an alpha male. Someone fucking broke your heart. Alright? I'm putting any money on it.
Anyway, and then you got Al Perkins. Al Perkins came on the show from Married at First Sight, and I gotta say, he's he was he was entertaining on Married at First Sight, but if he's gonna be on a show. It's got to be Love Island. He can't do... He married at first sight. You, you looked at him and you thought, you know, you're a lot of fun for one night. You try to have a serious commitment with this fucking guy. I can tell you right now, he, you're going to want to kill yourself, all right? The divorce settlement's going to be huge, you know? Like, the guy is just... But then he comes on this show and he just, you know, just talks himself up so much. It's like he's had five minutes of fame for a show no one's going to fucking give a shit about after it's over. Right? No one's going to give him... No one's going to care about him when the next season comes out. And this guy is acting like he's Tom fucking Cruise. And he's like, I've got a lot of attention from the ladies. And I've got to say, I like it. And, you know, I've been out in clubs and all the ladies want the action and we do it in the cubicles and it's been great and I've been using a condom every single time like he just you look at him and you're just like all right okay dude you're on a show where you did a bunch of shoeies let's just let's calm the fuck down let's relax a little bit you know um but good on him he's 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 got the fame he's got the money he's got the chicks but seeing him on Love Island you just look at him you're just like dude you not, you're not as interesting as you think. You know what I mean? It's because you pour a beer into a fucking shoe and you drink out of it. It's like... It's not that sophisticated, alright? I know Tai Tuivasa does it, but that dude's in there in a cage beating the shit out of other people, moving up the fucking heavyweight rankings. He looks good. So that's why people like it when he does a shoe. You, on the other hand, you just do shoeies. That's it. You're kind of a drunk. It's not that interesting. And going on to Love Island, talking about how many women you've banged, it's like, okay, look, I know the show is Love Island, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know, at least that annoying chick was into fucking anime. Anyway, so yeah, Love Island, it's, um, it's been a good substitution until Married at First Sight comes out. Oh my god, did you hear about the Liver King getting busted for steroids? Oh no. Oh, jeez, the guy who looks jacked out of his fucking mind with his, with veins popping out of his bowling ball biceps got done for steroids. Yeah, I'm sure that guy got to that fucking physical physique by just eating testicles. You know, this is the thing. I'm going to read this article, but did you ever look at the Liver King thinking that guy was all natural. Like, look at the fucking dude's biceps. Look at that guy's chest. Let's look at this shit. I mean, the guy's got fucking veins popping through his arms, and his arms are fucking bowling balls. I'm not even sure if those are real abs. They might be ab implants. The guy's traps are fucking bigger than my forearms. The guy's built like a brick shithouse. You know, you don't, I mean, can we just be honest and just say the guy's clearly not, he did not get to that peak physique by just eating bull testicles. It's bullshit. And you've got a bunch of people who look at this guy. I mean, what's the guy's website again? You've got a bunch of people who look at this guy thinking, yeah, if I just eat a bunch of, you know, raw liver and I eat raw steak and I just shove a bunch of uh, sheep testicles down my throat, I'll be looking like the liver king in no time. Liver king. What did he, what, let's, let's, let's look at his motto. 
Let's look at this here. Liver King. Our mission is to put back what the modern world has left out, returning our people back to strength and happiness. Every man, woman, and child has the right to be strong, healthy, healthy and happy, autoimmune-free, eczema-free, allergy-free, fatigue-free, and so on. To live life with robust energy and biological resilience, to go from mere existence and life to discovery that which makes life worth living, yeah. Just eat a bunch of fucking raw pork cutlets, do a couple of deadlifts, and you'll be looking like me in no time. It's so pathetic, man. It's so fucking lame. Ancestral tenants. Oh, this is going to be good. There's how many of there are there? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten of these fucking things. I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. Like, come on, man. Prioritize 10,000 steps. Take a cold shower, walk barefoot and connect with the earth, and then you have enough fucking deltoids that look like the Death Star. I just, I'm sick of these fucking, like, it's like when you say, uh, the fitness industry is like, the, it, I... You want to talk about propaganda? I'm pretty sure the fucking fitness industry is the biggest suspect when it comes to propaganda. Everyone gives CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Sky News. Everyone's always talking about propaganda and how they, you know, motivate the public to, you know, get excited about war. I'm starting to think these fucking people created propaganda. Alright? You look at these, like, men's health videos when they're talking about, you know, this is how Chris Hemsworth... Looks like a god. This is how we got massive. And you can get massive too when you eat, you know, like fucking 5,000 calories a day. You eat a few dates. Uh, you eat some chicken breast and, you know, you'll be looking like Thor in no time. They're, they're the biggest load of shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. Yeah. let's. I mean, let's look at Chris Hemsworth. Hang on. Let's get up his fucking body for a sec. Chris Hemsworth. Uh... Thor, Love and Thunder. No, not movies. Not movies, you fucking cunt. I just, I just get up. I hate when Google just can't give me the right fucking answer. They're like, you know these other suggestions? It might be also what you're looking for. It's like, just give me the one fucking... God, I, I, there's, there's a search bar for a reason. I don't want your suggestions. Yeah, look... Look at this fuck. Hey, look at Chris Hemsworth. Are you fucking telling me that guy ate 10 plates of chicken breast, brown rice, and broccoli, and then he went onto the fucking Centerfit app and did a couple of star jumps and got to that size? That's what you're telling me. I love how we, like, you know, everyone's like, how did you get jacked for Thor? Like, they do these terrible fucking interviews with, like, Entertainment Tonight, and like, so, how did you get that big? You look amazing. And he just... Sits there and he's like, yeah, I just ate fucking uh, 10 plates of chicken breast, brown rice and broccoli. And then I went on the Centerfit app and uh, I did a couple of rounds on the battle ropes. I did some star jumps and uh, yeah, and I did some bicep curls too. And I just got this big. I, I definitely wasn't using any anabolic steroids or any PEDs. Like, you want to talk about propaganda? These fucking men's health videos are the biggest form of propaganda I have ever fucking seen. Noam Chomsky, I know you made the greatest book of all time talking about how the entire mainstream media's, media is propaganda, but I gotta say, I really feel like you screwed the pooch on this one. Because this shit is the purest form of propaganda in the fucking world. Third world dictators should be studying these men's health videos like fucking crazy. You want to get entire society 
to universally agree on something because there are a bunch of fans who believe Chris Hemsworth doesn't take steroids or the Liver King didn't take steroids, right? If they, I, Saddam Hussein, Kim Jong-un, I know Saddam Hussein's dead, rest in peace, but I'm just bringing up dictators. Who else is out there? Vladimir fucking Putin. Putin should be studying these men's health videos. He should be doing his homework. If he wants to know what how propaganda truly works, he needs to be watching those fucking men's health videos. Seriously. Alright? These people are sourced off their fucking melons. The Rock is in his 50s. And he has deltoids like the fucking Death Star. He's massive. His chest, he's built like a brick shithouse. And you're telling me, he, what, he, what does he this, this is what he tells people every time he, you know... Everyone's like, how do you get so jacked? And he sits there being like, bro, I just get up at 4 a.m. every morning. We just clang and bang and that's all I do. I work out for four hours a day. It's like, dude, you, you, you're sourcing. You're cycling hard. There is no way. There is no fucking way you can eat chicken breast, brown, brown rice, and broccoli. Just that and get to that fucking size. It's impossible. And they do it in like six months. It's bullshit. And everyone buys into it being like, he just works hard and he, you know, he just does deadlifts every time he can. And, you know, he's just, uh, he's just doing bicep curls in his room even when he's bored and he's learning his lines. That's how they get so jacked. And everyone just buys into it. It's bullshit. It's complete horseshit. And the Liver King is not, he's, he's, you do not look at that guy thinking he's just eating, like, horse testicles to get to that size. It's bullshit. Okay, the Liver King built a hundred million dollar a year kingdom. Wow. I gotta say, I'm fucking impressed. I know he's a con man, but that's a lot of fucking money. Hyping a diet of raw meat and rigorous exercise, exercise to achieve strength, health, and happiness. Oh my god. How long does this video go for? What up, Primals? Liver King always earns what he eats. This is called earning it. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go, right here. And Are you this what the is fuck? a prime testicle. Wait for it. Are you fucking you serious? Up. You're looking at looking at that guy's back. Look at his fucking back and the way he's pulling that truck. Nah, bro, I just I just ate a bunch of fucking uh a cow liver, and I just fucking ate it every day, and I just pulled my truck every time I had to go to work. I'd get the rope, I'd attach it to the back, and I'd start fucking pulling. That's how I got so lean and jacked, bro. Like, that guy, before they hit record, probably was trying to find a vein on his body, and he couldn't find any, so he had to stick it in his dick hole. Like, that guy is just, like, there's no way that guy is natural. You, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So he got busted. There was a leaked email saying, I think he spends $10,000 a month on PEDs. 
And he came out, and he's like, yo, guys, I fucking lied to you. I'm sorry about that. I never expected to get this big. And, like, you just look at him, and you're just like, buddy, you ran a con game. You got caught. Like, anyone with a fucking brain looked at you thinking, yeah, you didn't get that jacked by eating a bunch of, you know, raw lamb testicles. Or whatever the fuck it is you eat. I have no idea, but... It's just like, you know, the guy was the guy always walks around with his shirt off. And he's like, I've done steroids, you know. Um, he's like, I, and he always, you know, kept going on podcasts being like, no, bro, I don't touch this stuff. I've never done it before in my life. And it's just, it's, it's absolute horseshit. It is absolute horseshit. All right. What is next? All right, we're nearly an hour in. Let's go to the question. You know what? I want something spicy. Let's go to Reddit and help them with their question. There was a really good question the other day. I like going on there. All right. I miss my ex desperately, even though I'm in a perfect relationship now. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. Oh, God. All right. Here we go. Dr. Phil, this is Wish.com Therapy. Remember, if you can't afford therapy, you come to me. You email Ben Spill. At Outlook.com, that's B-E-N-N-S-P-I-L-L at Outlook.com, and you send me your questions. I just wanted to do Reddit today because I've been really spicy as of recently. Alright, I've been with my current boyfriend for three months now, and everything is going perfectly. He treats me better than any man ever has. Great. I'm sure this is not going to fucking end in shit. I'm 25, he's 26. Alright, you're in your mid-20s. I got with him very soon after breaking it off with my ex-fiance, who was 24. Well, there you go. Why the fuck would you jump into a... Whatever, whatever, whatever. I'll get into it later. Ben, just read the question, shut your pie hole, and just get on with it. Alright, alright, alright. I'm going on. Let's keep going. I was with my ex-fiance for four and a half years, and we had a very rocky relationship Constant fighting and distrust, constant lying on his end, and it was a very one and it was very one-sided. I put my all into the relationship while my ex to always took me for granted and pretty much did nothing. <clears throat> I was so in love with him and he acted like he didn't care, but we made some great memories and spent almost five years together and ignoring all the bad, it was a good relationship. <laughs> yeah, he treated me like shit, he lied to me, he probably fucked around to me. However, people, he was a really good guy. I love how, like, all these people who come from these really toxic relationships, like, they don't know any better, you're young, I'm not shitting on you here, but, you know, it's like, you you go through fucking hell, you, you, your only excuse to, to stay in the relationship is love, you're young, you know, you're used to being with people because you're in the nest of your parents for your entire fucking childhood, then you got to 18, you meet someone, you're used to that environment, and, you know, you're not used to being on your own, and you excuse all the toxicity and you stay in it then when you get out of it and you're finally on your own you realize oh there's actually more to the world and you know you don't want to be coddled by someone for the rest of your life i get it i get it you haven't really been on your own for very long you're young you're young i'll, I'll give you that all right you're 20 you know you're 25 years old you know what do you fucking know um okay we broke up a week before what was supposed to be our wedding and it was devastating oh sweetheart oh fuck well yeah that's God, that's rough, man. I'm sorry you went through that. That sucks. I'm really sorry about that. I ended up going on what was supposed to be my honeymoon with my mom. Uh, And during the trip, decided to get on some dating apps for fun. I met a very sweet man, and we got along great. We didn't have a ton of shared interests, but we clicked. And he knew how to communicate, unlike unlike my ex. 
We casually dated for a month before making it official, and as I said, we've been together for three months. I feel terrible because he's amazing. He's a perfect man, and he makes me feel so much better than my ex did. But I can't love him how I love my ex. <clears throat> I feel like I think about my ex way too much. I dream about my ex almost every night. I know I love my current boyfriend, but I don't feel the same type of love. He has no idea I feel like this, and I feel like I'm living a double life or something. What do I do? Are these feelings normal? Feel free to ask questions if more backstory is needed. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Keeping it short and sweet. I like it. Um, yeah. Look. Yeah. Um, there's no other way to say this. Uh, and I hate to break it to you. Um, you got to break up with this guy. You have to break up with this guy. Because you have not learned to be alone. You haven't emotionally dealt with this. You were in a fucking relationship for nearly five years. You were engaged. Uh, clearly, it wasn't a healthy relationship. So you're, clear, you're clearly carrying a lot of uh, emotions with you that you haven't resolved or dealt with. Um... You need to, um, you, yeah, you, look, this guy might be great, and he's perfect, and he doesn't do anything wrong, but when you love someone, you really love someone, and you clearly don't love this guy. I think you'd love him, like, you, like in a way where, like, I really, like, I care about him, but you're not in love with him. You're not in love. Like, you're not, like, thinking about him all the time. You're not, you know, you just... You're kind of settling for this dude, and you're kind of hoping your ex is going to come back. I hate to break it to you, but you're settling for this guy. And you're settling for this guy because you're used to being with someone. Um, so this is what you need to do. you got to just be honest. Yeah, I would just be honest with him. I would take a lot of... I would be single for a fucking long time if I were you. I would be single, I would figure out what you want to do with your life, and I would just be honest with your current boyfriend, and I'd break it off, and I would try to just tell him that, you know, you haven't really had the time to <clears throat> emotionally process what you went through. Um, you know, you have to really, you know, when you come out of something heavy, and you, the, the, you come out of like a relationship, or you come out of a... Uh, Something that's, that's left a serious impact on your life. You need to take responsibility and actually learn to um, unpack what you're dealing with emotionally. Because what you're doing now is like you're trying to recreate something that was once there. And it's never going to be recreated. You can't replace what you had with your last partner. You have to learn to deal with it and move on. And unfortunately, you can't do it with this guy. So... He might be perfect, and it's going to fucking kill him, and you're going to break his heart, but you're going to break his heart even worse if you keep leading him on. So you're going to need to take responsibility here, <clears throat> and you're going to need to really just spend a lot of time alone and learn to move on from this. Because what you're doing is that you, you, you're carrying a bunch of emotions that you haven't unpacked, and you're giving it to this guy and you're helping him. You're making him unpack it with you. But really you're not unpacking it. You're just trying to recreate something that won't be there again. So you're going to need to really put on your big girl pants. And sit down with him and really tell him how it is. And it's going to fucking hurt and there's going to be tears. But you can do it and 
Yeah, you're 25 years old. All right, you you got you you were gonna get married very fucking young. 24 is a very fucking young age to get married. That is very young. You haven't been out in the world. You probably have you even traveled? Do you know who you are? Like I feel like you don't have an identity. You've created identities around different people. Now it's not I'm not criticizing you here. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. It's normal. You're used to being with a whole bunch of other people. But once you learn to be alone and you figure out who you are and what you want to do with your life and, you know, you get back out. Once you get back out there and start dating, I'd say stop looking for relationships. I'd just say go out there, meet a bunch of people, have a bit of fun, fuck it, sleep around. Everyone needs to go through a hoe phase. Go through a hoe phase, suck a bunch of dicks, you know, get out there, know what you want. Nothing, there's no shame in that. Go fucking crazy, all right? But you got, the first step is that you got to break it off with this guy you got to deal with what you're going through emotionally. I would say you should probably invest in some therapy. Therapy would be good. Uh, talk about it with someone because they can really help you deal with it emotionally. Um, yeah, I would say really take this time to figure out who you are. All right. And then later down the track, you'll meet someone great again. And, you know, you'll know that you don't want to be in a toxic relationship. All right. You're young. You're young. All right. You have nothing to feel bad about here. You are trying to heal, but you're doing it with someone else and really you're not healing. You're just trying to recreate something that was once there. Alright? You got this. Alright? You'll be fine. You'll be good. You just gotta you just gotta be fucking strong here. Alright? You gotta put your foot down and tell people how it is. Anyway, that's the podcast. Holy shit, that one really flew by. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, crazy week. Crazy, crazy times. Kanye West, Livy King, steroids, fucking Love Island, friendly Geordies. I hope he's all right. You know, people trying to firebomb his house. I mean, that's fucking crazy. There is no one else like friendly Geordies, and there never will be. That guy, the work he's doing is fantastic. All right? He's doing the job that the mainstream media can't do because their fucking bosses won't let him do it. These journalists are so... Instead of uncovering corruption, they'll have lunches and dinners and coffees and drinks with all these fucking politicians so they can earn a bit of uh, interview time with them and, you know, they won't ask them the questions that they need to ask them. These journalists are full of shit. It's like their entire culture is like going to school, but instead you got ties on. you got to ask a bunch of questions that are absolute horseshit. Meanwhile, you got friendly Geordies out there who's actually uncovering corruption, which we had no idea about. And what he gets in return is a but is you know some of Australia's most powerful people trying to burn his fucking house down. It is insane. But that guy's doing the Lord's work. Uh, thank God he was no one was hurt, including his neighbors. You know, um, it's just insane to me because. That guy gets dragged, that guy's name gets, that guy's character gets assassinated all the time by the media. You have all these journalists trying to label him as a, you know, as a sexist, as an extremist, as a troll, as a racist. They've tried fucking everything. They can't seem to get him or cancel him. That guy just comes back stronger, but he's doing it for the right reasons. And you never see that guy ever be like, everyone's mean to me. I get mean comments. Like you never, you're never gonna see this guy bitch, moan, and complain about mean comments or people coming after him because he's doing something for the greater good. It just makes you look at like what he does. 
and like the shit he has to put up with it just makes you look at like all these influencers who fucking cry about all the mean comments and messages they get you just look at them and think like what the fuck are you doing with your life like it just makes you look at people like Abby Chatfield, who just goes onto the project and complains about how a bunch of Andrew Tate fanboys are just claiming haram against her. And she just sits there being like, people just send me mean messages all the time and I just get so upset. And I just, you just look at her and just think, hey, did you ever have like one of Australia's most powerful corporations literally trying to burn you alive in your own home? Did you ever have uh, clubs New South Wales trying to recreate 9-11 in your own home? Did that ever happen to you? Oh, you just got a bunch of mean messages and you're going to go on the project and complain about it? I mean, yeah, I mean, life must be hard for you. You know, you get a bunch of media exposure for, you know, wearing a bunch of fucking cosmetic brands. And, you know, you have a podcast where you talk about sexting. And, you know, what you get in return is money and maybe you'll get some mean comments. But, you know... Poor you, I'm sure your life is really hard, but, you know, Abby Chatfield, timer, you know, has continuously shat on Friendly Geordies before, and it's like, at least that fucking guy's actually doing the Lord's work, and talking about shit that actually impacts everyone's life. You, on the other hand, talk about relationships, and open relationships, and how it's a good idea for your partner to go and fuck a bunch of other people to your approval. Like, and... You think you have it hard because a bunch of Andrew Tate fanboys pay you out. And you shit on a guy whose fucking house is getting nearly burnt down. In fact, it did get fucking burnt down. It's insane to me that all... It just makes you look at all these influences and it's like, would you just shut the fuck up? Would you just stop with this horse shit? You go through nothing. You don't even know what life's challenges look like. You have nothing to fear. You do not have politicians wishing you fucking death. You don't have any of that. So all these influencers who talk about how hard they have it, grow a pair of fucking balls and keep going on your shitty podcast talking about things that have no impact on anyone's life. It's insane to me that this fucking guy literally has to, like, stay in hiding so Clubs New South Wales doesn't fucking kill him. It's insane. Anyway, that's the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you lovely chaps next week. Keep it real. I don't. I need to work on a fucking outro here. My outro is terrible. I'm terrible at saying goodbye. So I'm just going to end the podcast. Thank you very much. Send you questions. I love you all dearly. Stay safe out there and uh, keep fighting the good fight. All right. I love yous. See ya.